So this morning we have Turning Point here. Very excited for these guys. You know, as I was, um, as we were worshiping this morning, that that line in the song about um, asking God to show us his glory, I believe that you gentlemen are part of his glory. Uh, You are on a road to recovery. Uh, We're going to witness two graduations today from this program, which is very exciting. Um, But but you are a a jewel in the crown of the Lord. And um, we see in you his glory uh, manifest here. Um, And we're with you on your journey. We pray for you on your journey. We support Turning Point and all that it stands for. So we're very blessed to have you here. Um, Pastor Bob Riscotti, he is the uh, chief man in charge. He's also a member of um, my gatekeepers group, a group of pastors that meet together on High Tiana on Wednesdays. And so uh, without further ado, Pastor Bob, why don't you come up? Thank you, Pastor Dennis. God bless you all here today. We, we are blessed to be here. First and foremost, I, I, and, and I say this from my heart, Pastor, thank you for your, your just heart for Turning Point. And uh, I, I've been back in Connecticut now for the past 15 years with the ministry of Turning Point. And, um, and I, I'm, it, it blesses my heart when I, when I know that there's a body of believers and, and a man of God that really cares about our ministry. Amen. So once again, thank you. Thank you for your support throughout the year. And, uh, and thank you for your prayers. Amen. But we're blessed to be here today. And I got, we, not, not the whole program is here. I couldn't fit the whole program in our, in our two vehicles, but, uh, some of the other guys are at another service, but we're all blessed here. We're going to be doing a graduation today. I'm going to share a little bit more on turning point, but before I do that, I kind of, I, I read a story. Can I read it to everybody? Cause I know you, I know pastor Dennis has a sense of humor. How many know that? <laughs> so hold on. He might even heard this before, but I think I shared that at gatekeepers, but I, I, I want to share the story. It's about Morris and Esther. Okay. Morris and Esther went to the state fair every year. And every year, Morris would say, Esther, I would like to ride in that helicopter. Esther always would reply, I know, Morris, but that helicopter ride is $50, and $50 is $50. One year, Esther Morris went to the fair, and Morris said, Esther, I'm 85 years old. If I don't get a ride on that helicopter, I might never get another chance. Esther replied, Morris, that helicopter ride is $50, and $50 is $50. At that, the pilot overheard them and the couple and said this, Folks, I'll make a deal with you. I'll take both of you for a ride. If you can stay quiet for the entire ride and not say a word, I won't charge you. But if you say just one word, it's $50. Morris and Esther agreed, and up they went. The pilot did all kinds of fancy maneuvers, but not a word was heard. He did daredevil tricks over and over again, but still not a word. When they landed, the pilot turned to Morris and says, By golly, I did everything I could do to get you to yell out, but you did not say a word. I am impressed. Morris responded, well, to tell you the truth, I almost said something when Esther fell out, but you know, $50 is $50. Amen. (laughs) I don't know why. I just love sharing that. Amen. I get a kick out of it every time I I share it, but um, we're we're, we're blessed to be here. Amen. Turning Point, for those of you that, that are not familiar with Turning Point, Turning Point is a nine-month residential Christ-centered program. Amen. We're a 501c3. We get no support from the government because how many know when you get government support, you get what? Government strings. Amen. And, and we truly believe that the only way these individuals could get set free is, is by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And through the blood of Christ. Amen. So, so basically, we are, we are kind of self-sufficient. 
We do a lot of different types of ministries. We, we actually have right now uh, a leaf cleaning ministry. So if you have leaves in your backyard and, you, and, and husbands, you don't want to do it, or wives, your husband don't want to do it, give us a call. We'd be happy to come by, and, and uh, we got a good crew together. we got some big blowers and rakes and uh, all that good stuff, amen? And, and that's what we kind of do to keep our doors open also. But, um, but you know, what, what, and, and just to share briefly, and I might have shared this back in December when we were here, but, but I know, there's three scripture verses that, that best represents the ministry of Turning Point, amen? The first scripture verse is 1 Corinthians one eighteen, where it says, Therefore, the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that are perishing, but to them that are being saved, it's the power of God unto salvation, amen? See, at Turning Point, we point men to the cross of Calvary because it's at the cross that they find the power to be set free from their addictions. Amen? The second scripture verse that always comes to mind is 2 Corinthians 5, 17, where it says, Any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All the old stuff is all gone, and everything becomes brand new. And, you, you know, we don't st- we're not going to stand before you today as ex-heroin addicts, as ex-alcoholics, as ex-criminals. The only thing ex about us here today is that we're excited about Jesus and what he's doing in our lives. Amen? Amen. And then, and then the third scripture verse that, that best represents what ministries like Teen Ch- uh, Turning Point and Teen Challenge and Pivot are all about is that Jude 24 says this, Unto him who is able to keep you from falling, but present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. I stand before you here tonight, 35 years clean. 35 years clean, amen. 35 th- and. 35 years ago, I was a mainline heroin addict. I was a mess. My mother's here. My mother's 97. Ma, raise your hand. <laughs> right? And, and my sister's here, my sister Judy. And they could uh, testify what a mess I was, amen? But praise God, 35 years ago, someone told me that there was a man who could set me free from my addiction. And, that, and I gave that man an opportunity, amen? And that man set me free. Am I, do I stand before you perfect? Absolutely not. You could ask my wife, Amen. Do I, have I made mistakes? Absolutely, yes, throughout the years. But I, I, I do know this, that Jesus Christ is in the business of saving people, that Jesus Christ is in the business of delivering people, and that Jesus Christ is in the business of forgiving people. Amen? I love that scripture verse that says that, the, uh, the, that God, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, all that we could ask or think of through the power that works within us. Amen? So that's what that kind of sums up what the ministry of Turning Point is. We have a house in, in um, we actually have two homes. We, we're, in, we're in Bristol. We have one on Bellevue Avenue. That's our men's home. I had a graduate house on Union Street, which we're, we're kind of phasing out of that. But at our, at our program, we probably got about, uh, Sam, how many? About 13? 12. We have 12 guys in the program. And, um, and, and Sam, Sam, stand up. Sam is our program manager. Amen. House supervisor. Sam, Sam loves, listen, Sam loves these guys, and, and he's there with them constantly. And, and, and my wife, Terry, Terry, could you stand up, please? Just wave to everybody. Terry, Terry is our program director, administrator, teacher. She teaches the guys, counsels the guys. And also my sister actually came on board. My sister, Judy, stand up. Amen. She's our bookkeeper. Amen. And, uh, and the guys, all the turning point guys, why don't you stand up, turn around, and face everybody and give everybody a wave. Amen? So, so, so as I shared, we're going to do a graduation today. Our program is a nine-month program. And today we're blessed to graduate two of our students. Amen? One of our students is from Long Island, New York. Amen? Pat. Pat we got a call from uh, uh, Pat's brother, I think. 
nine months ago, and he, he said, could you get my brother into the program? We said, sure, bring him down. Pat's been with us. We we kind of call him the gentle bear, amen. We know when we know when it's dinner time. Pat's usually up by the dinner table, amen. And and I often tell, and Mikey, actually, who's graduating, is our cook and our chef. And I also say, Mikey, the bear's growling, and hurry up with the food, right? But Pat's been a blessing, amen. You know, listen, he, he loves God. He studies. I, I get blessed when I see him with his homework studying. And uh, I'm going to call both of you guys up. Come on up, and I'm going to have one of them share a testimony. Now, this is... This is, this is what I communicate to the individuals, all right? You got three to five minutes to share testimony. Anything over that, don't get mad at me, don't get upset at me, but I'm going to grab the mic and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it from you, amen? But, uh, Pat, you can take your mask on. All right. <laughs> all right, so, Pat, why don't you share a testimony? Hello, everybody. My name's Pat. I started out doing drugs at 15. I've been in half hospitals. Um, I broke my sister's and brother's heart. Um, I reached out to my brother. He brought me to turning point. And Christ saved my life. Amen. 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 Pat, Pat's brother and sister here. Why don't you all stand up? Come on, you got, you got family. Pat's family, amen? Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Pat. And what, Mikey, why don't you share a testimony? Uh, so, uh, my name is Michel, and I'm from Brazil. And uh, I, saw, I saw Pat family here, his family. And I don't have family here in the United States. I'm by myself in this country. But uh, nine months ago, God bring me to Turning Point. Uh, Pastor Bob opened his house for me. No matter my situation, my immigration situation in this country, he received me. And everything, what I need over there, I have it. Like, uh, especially love. I receive love every day. And if I need something, and like medicine or whatever it is, same as right here, he provides for me whatever what I need. God provide. So, and that's my family. Turning point for me is right now, it's my family. So, I'm so happy. It's 90 months. I know it's just the beginning, but uh, praise God. So, thank you. Amen. Amen. And, and we're going to have another testimony after, after we do the graduation service, two guys. But, um, Sister Terry, can you, Terry, can you come up and, and Sam? All right, we're going to graduate Pat first. Come on here, Pat. Why don't you stand right over here? <laughs> Amen. Let me see Pat's certificate. Do you want to read it here? We're so proud of you, Patrick. You've come a long way. Patrick's always been very generous, kind, compassionate uh, to everybody that comes in. You always make us, make the guys come in, right? Makes you feel loved and accepted. Amen proud of you got to see with the same love that christ has given you he's given to others so patrick turning point new england um where the road to recovery begins it's just the beginning and then god will take you the rest of the way here's your certificate of completion patrick roach we congratulate and present you with this certificate completion of turning point program on this day november 8th signed by pastor bob and myself terry riscotti god bless you thank you Ha, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. <laughs>
that's all right. That's what I look like. <laughs> okay. Michelle. Uh, Michelle. Michelle's such a blessing. Uh, the love of the Lord is always with him. He's always, always quick to help be there. Such an awesome cook, right? Feeds everybody. So that love that he gets, boy, does he love us back in his cooking. So <laughs> he's a great brother. I'm also was born in Brazil, so, but I don't understand the word he says. Okay. So Turning Point New England, where the road to recovery begins. Here's your certificate of completion, Michelle Quinto, Quintino. We congratulate you and present you with the certificate of completion at Turning Point this day, November 8th. 2020 by Pastor Bob Riscotti and myself, Terry Riscotti. God bless you. Uh, Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> Don't knock my hat off. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Dennis, could you pray for them? All right. So, Pat, come over here. Gentlemen, I don't want you to get freaked out, but I would like to anoint you with oil as a seal of your experience at Turning Point that the enemy will not rob from you, your sobriety, ever, ever again. It is your grace and your gift in the Lord. Yes. That your days are filled with a, a voice for Jesus. the Lord, a voice for recovery, a voice of second chances, a voice of, of the power of the Holy Spirit. May we never forget your past, but let it never control you because Christ is now your future. And you're stepping into the light. You're stepping into a brightness that, that we can only begin to see. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. Thank you, Pat. You guys are sick. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 
Praise God. I'm going to get, now th those are two of our graduates. We're going to get two testimonies of our students that are in the program right now. So the first one I'm going to call, Michael, come on up, Mike. to five minutes will definitely not cover it all. But, you know, I, I'll give you the broad strokes, right? Uh, first time I ever smoked marijuana, I was about four years old. You know, I had an uncle who was addicted to heroin, you know, and he exposed me to that at a young age. The first time I was, I ever had, like, alcohol poison, I was 14. Um, physical abuse, mental abuse, some sexual abuse growing up. So there, there was a lot of pain that I was dealing with when, when I was growing up, you know. I started to identify this, you know, a couple uh, later on, early on in the year, you know, I started to identify the root of all these problems. But um, there, there comes a point, like, you know, where with alcohol just becomes, you know, like a regular thing, try to deal with all these issues that I had going on in my life. Um, it didn't help one bit. At, at 19, I ended up going to jail from 19 to 27, you know, a, a blackout alcohol incident just went completely wrong. Um, I came out when I was about 27, and... I was doing really good, you know. I wasn't completely in the word, but I was living right. And, you know, I, I felt like, you know, things were going well. And my mom almost died on me, ex-fiance, breast cancer, um, completely crashed and burned. And they were going back to jail, 2014. Kept ping-ponging back and forth. But every time they let me out, you know, like, it would start off good, and then, like, I would stray. And I, I will continue doing the same things that got me in trouble in the first place. 2019, the beginning of this year, um, I found out that I had HIV, right? And I guess this, this is rooted in, in that, that sexual abuse because <laughs> it was just women, 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 drugs, drugs, drugs. I found myself after like five times in the hospital for smoking PCP and doing all the time. I'm in the hospital constantly. Like I find myself in, in, the, in the waiting room. Uh, Bridgeport Hospital after they let me go with like two bus tokens, my phone on 3%, <laughs> uh, a charger that doesn't connect to my phone with nowhere to go, and my mom crying. Go, go, go back. I mean, go go to Pivot. Go to this place. Go to that place. We're trying to find a place. Um, I ended up going to Pivot. That didn't work out too well for me, personally. I mean, I, I downloaded some of that into my mind, but I didn't apply it into my heart. So I think it, it wasn't useful. So So I leave Pivot, and you know, I'm all right. I'm, do, I'm doing good for, for a little bit. And then I ended up falling again. I ended up getting shot. <laughs> so, you know, it, he saves my life again. Like, you know, I read the Old Testament a lot. And if I can compare my life, you know, back then, especially from 2014 on, it was like, like the children of Israel. Like, you know, God, God would do a work for them. And then, then they turn their back. And, you know, he, he, he rises up, you know, someone to oppress them or punish them or whatever case. And, you know, like, I see, I see my life like that, where it was like that. And it's like, you know, I'm so tired of straying from the Lord, and, like, I, I just want to keep it right here. And here in Turning Point, like, you know, it, nothing's forced upon me. Like, you know, I, I have a hunger to actually search for it, and I'm trying to apply it in my life, you know, and for all the brothers. Um, Pastor Bob is awesome. This guy right here, he really does whatever he wants. But, but one of the ones who really impresses me is, is Sister Terry with her, what she's going through, and she still comes in and, and, and does, you know, what, what she does for us, you know. So where I'm going from here, 
I'm so tired of making plans because the plans that I make usually never work. So, like, I, I'm, just, I'm just waiting, and, you know, I'm praying for him to reveal something to me because, you know, I'm pretty smart. I can do, I can do whatever anybody teaches me to do. But what my heart wants is to actually speak to, to children or, or to, to younger kids or the youth and show them that there's a better way to do things other than the way I did them. I mean, and that's where I'm at right now. I'm happy, you know, I'm alive, I'm fed, I'm warm, <laughs> I'm surrounded by people who love me, so, you know, I, I, God bless, you know, Pastor Bossage, Terry, seeing a turning point, thank you. Thanks, Mike, thank you. Amen. One last testimony, you ready? Come on, Todd, come on, you can do it. What? Todd? <laughs> Todd's one of our criers, amen, but God's, God, what? <laughs> we got tissues there, right? But Todd's a blessing, amen. Uh, all right, come on, Enrique. I usually don't do volunteers, but, but uh, get a little shy, so I probably don't look down. Um. This is my second time here. First time I came in Turning Point, I was in a very, very dark place. I didn't have nobody. I was just living in one of the streets, trying to take care of my daughter, trying to help my mom out. First time I came to Turning Point, I literally committed suicide. I tried to kill myself. So, lady in the hospital, I don't even remember. All I know is she talked to me about Turning Point, and she was on the phone with Sister Terry. Um, I was fighting my demons the first time in the program. I left early. For like a good year, I was working, everything was going good. Demons started attacking me, lost, you know what I'm saying, my job. I was working but missing days at work. My mom crying like you need to get it together. And then I just got fed up one day. I was in an outpatient program. I talked to um, one of my counselors, and she was like, do you know a program that you could go? And the first time I left the program, never erased Pastor Bob's number out of my phone. So she was like, what program do you want to go to? I just went in my contacts. His number is still the same. It's Pastor Bob on my phone. So Sister Terry and Pastor Bob is like a blessing in my life. Like my mother's happy right now for where I'm at. My daughter knows where I'm at. Keep it short and sweet. I'm being saved right now. You know what I'm saying? I got my brothers in here. I can't complain. This is my new family. Thank you. Amen. Thanks, man. Thanks, Ray. And he and and but when he said when he said he had my phone number, he had my phone number. He was calling me every. I'm coming in next week. The week I got to take care of this. I said, just come, Ricky, come. Next week I got to take care. Of it. But praise God, he's here, Amen. And uh, God is good, Amen. I'm gonna, I'm not going to be long. I'm not a, a long-winded speaker. But I wanted to share something today in reference, kind of to what's been taking place as far as the testimonies go, Amen. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 says that, and they overcame him. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimonies, they love not their lives unto death. Amen. Now, this morning you've heard probably four specific testimonies, four different testimonies, two of graduates and two of students in the, in the program. All of their lives uh, were translated or rescued and being rescued from their addiction, from their drug and alcohol addiction. Uh, all their lives were translated from darkness, amen, because they were living in the darkness of drugs and alcohol, uh, to the uh, marvelous light of the gospel of Christ. Now, do they, did they stand before you today um, uh, mistakeless? No. 
They make mistakes. They still make mistakes. Did they stand before you today problemless? No, they got some problems. They still deal with problems uh, on, on, on an occasional basis. But I could tell you one resounding truth, amen. They stand before you. They stood before you here today forgiven, amen. They were forgiven and washed in the blood of the Lamb. And praise God for that, amen, that we serve a God who forgives, amen. They, stand in the be- they were standing before you today completed in Christ. They stood before you today as new creations. I love what Second Corinthians, as I shared before, says, any man be in Christ, they're a new creation, amen. So when you've seen today Michael, when you've seen today Michelle, when you've seen today Pat, and when you've seen today Enrique, you s- you're seeing new creations in Christ Jesus our Lord, amen. Can you say amen? Praise God for that. See, our text this morning tells us that our testimonies are vitally important. In our testimonies, we have the ability of overcoming the enemy of our soul. See, the Bible is a, is a written record of testimonies. From Genesis to Revelation is a book of testimonies. Some are good testimonies, good that they overcame, amen. And some testimonies were bad where they were overcome. Genesis gives us a perfect example of a bad testimony with Adam and Eve. Who the Bible says, believe the lie of the serpent, amen. Genesis 3, 4 said it this way. But the serpent said to the woman, you will surely not die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good, amen. But Genesis also gives us a good example of a good testimony when it speaks of Abraham. Romans 3, 4 says it this way. For what does scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. One believed God. And another one believed the serpent. But again, the Bible is a book of testimonies from Exodus, giving us the testimonies of individuals like Moses who delivered the people out of Egypt, who Joshua and Caleb, who had a different spirit than the rest of the camp, right down to the testimony of the apostles. The Bible is a book written about testimonies of individuals like both you and me here today that have made mistakes, but have overcome those mistakes. Amen. And that is the good news. Amen. See, this morning... I want to leave a challenge, not just the fact that we came here to share testimonies and share about the ministry of Turning Point, but I want to leave a challenge in the form of, the, of, in the form of a question, amen? And the challenge and the question I want to leave with you here this morning is this. What type of testimony is your life writing, amen? What type of testimony is your life writing? Am I living, am I living my life as a life that is believing a lie, like Adam and Eve? Lies like you're never going to make it. Lies like you're a failure. Lies like you're never going to get the victory. Lies like God can't forgive you. Lies like you can, you, I'm never going to get out of this hole I'm in. Or are you living by the truth of God and that truth that I'm going to make you in Christ a new creation? The truth that I'm not a failure but I'm highly favored? The truth that I got the victory through Jesus Christ? The truth that as far as the east is from the west, so far as God removed our transgressions? transgressions have forgiven us, and the truth that there's no pit so deep that my Jesus doesn't go deeper. Amen? Revelation 12, 11 says they overcame him, the enemy, by the blood of the Lamb. I love the songs that we were singing this morning. Amen? There were songs about the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen? Nothing but the blood. Revelation 12:11 said again, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Let me wrap this message up with this. How many here would say, Pastor Bob, I really don't have a testimony as a believer. Well, let me explain why I'm asking you this question. 
The Barna Research Group did a study back in 2017, and they asked a question to a group of people, and the, and the question was this, do you believe in God? Out of that study, nine out of every ten people asked said they believed in God. But see, believing in God necessarily doesn't make you a believer. How many know that? Amen. People believe in what? Aliens. Does that make them an alien? Amen. People believe in Bigfoot. Does that make them a Bigfoot? People believe in the Chupacana. Yeah, for those Spanish brothers that might be here. Does that, how do you say it? Chupacawa. Amen. Does that make you a Chupacawa? No, no, it don't. Amen. What makes you a believer is three specific actions that we must take. Amen. John 3.16, a scripture verse that we all probably know, we all probably remember, it says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That word believe there is the Greek word patistu. Amen. Now, I know a little Greek. His name is Nick Diophilus. He has a diner in South Philly. Amen. But... <laughs> But that word means, listen to what that word actually means. The word believe in the Greek is patisto, which basically means this, to commit, to trust, and to surrender. So the biblical salvation for people, or the Bible relates to uh, saved people as individuals who have committed their lives to Christ, who has trusted him for their future, and who has surrendered to him on a daily basis at the best of their ability. Now, how many here today would say, Pastor Bob, I believe, believe in the lie of the enemy, amen? I've been believing at times like I'm a failure. Or I've been believing at times like I'm never going to get free from this bondage or this addiction or this habit that I'm dealing with. How many here would say, Pastor Bob, I believe in the lie of the enemy that God can never forgive me at something I've done in the past? How many here would say, Pastor Bob, I blew my testimony? Uh, I shared this about a month ago, about, about two months ago, I did a graduation in, um, in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. And um, about, probably about three months ago, I had, to go to the, I had to go to Rite Aid. I think it's a Rite Aid, yeah, Wilkin. And I had to get, uh, I had to get some uh, NyQuil. So evidently, when you get NyQuil, you go bring it to the register. The first thing they ask you is they want your license. So I, there was this young kid, he must have been about 16 years old, so he could have been over 16. And a good kid, and and he, and, when, and I was in a rush, you know, and I I was in a, I was in a bad state of mind, and and I went in there to pay him, and he goes, um, I need your license. I said, well, I don't have it on me. He said, Well, I can't give it to you. I said, Well, get, just give me the thing. I said, Look at me. Do I look like I'm over 16, 17, 18 years old? And he says, Well, I, you know, and listen, I gave this kid such a hard time that finally I, I just, you know, he called the manager. So then I started with the manager. Then I said, I I, I, I got to get out of here. So I walked out. I got in my car. And before I could drive away, the Holy Spirit convicted me so badly, and I, and, and, and I realized I blew it. This young kid, I'm harassing. This young kid, I'm, I'm giving him a hard time. So I go back in there, and I said, I said, I said buddy, and he looked at me like I was, you know, we we're going to fight now. And, and I said, buddy, listen to me, forgive me. He wouldn't even accept my forgiveness but because of the fact that I offended this guy so, so, so badly, amen. And I realized when I was driving away that I blew my testimony, amen. And if we get honest here this morning, more than likely throughout the week, there's been times where we blew our testimony. How many can say amen to that? Amen? Let me close with the remedy, all right? If you're here today and you really don't, you really don't believe you have a testimony as a Christian, you never really committed your life to Christ, you never really trusted him for your eternity and for your future, and you're, and you're not surrendering to him on a daily basis, or, or, you, or you might be here and you feel like a failure. 
Or you might be here as one who has blown their testimony, man. The enemy, the remedy for all of this is none other, is as we've been singing. I, I, I preached at Pastor Gary's church last night, and, and I did a message on breaking the curse. And, and one of the things I, I shared on breaking the curse that God gave me a revelation was that, that, that oftentimes we look to when Jesus went to the cross that everything was kind of broken. But the Bible says that, that where did God first put the curse on? The ground, remember? And in Genesis? And, 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 I, and, and the revelation I got was the fact that, that when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, and as he was praying, the Bible says he was praying, and as he was praying, sweats of blood were dropping down to the ground. And the revelation I got was that God started to buy back the curse as that blood started to hit the ground. And every time that blood hit the ground, he started breaking an addiction. He started breaking the bondage. He started breaking uh, things that might be over your life. Amen. There's power. There's power in the blood of Jesus, amen. There's power in the blood of Christ. I want to let you know something, and the truth is this. There's such power in the Lamb of God. And, and again, as some of those old gospel songs go, there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood. How many remember that song? Of the Lamb, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Or what about this one here? What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And as I share with my, some of my black brothers, amen. Uh, <laughs> Sam always laughs at this, right? I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood Jesus shed for me. Remember that song, amen? But, friends, there's power. There's power in the blood of the Lamb. Revelations, again, 12.11 says, They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, not loving their lives unto death. Friends, I want to let you know something here this morning. There's forgiveness through the blood. 1 John 1.7 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's reconciliation through the blood. Ephesians 2.12 says, Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope, without God in this world. But, amen, thank God for the but, amen. Now in Christ Jesus, you were once far away, have been brought near by the blood of the Lamb. Stay with me here this morning, amen. If you're here today, and, 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 and the question, I, and before, be, uh, um, I'll share this at the end. But if you're here today, and... You would say to yourself, you know something, uh, Brother Bob, Pastor Bob, whatever you'd like to call me. You know, I don't think I've ever really, truly, I mean, I might have responded to an altar call. I might have said a quick sinner's prayer. But I know in my heart that I've never really committed my life to Christ. I'm still holding on to stuff. Or, or, or you know, I'm not really trusting him for my future or, 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 or for eternity. Or, or you're here today and, and, and you're not surrendering. You know what I mean? You might have made a profession, but you're not surrendering. You know you're not surrendering. You're, you're, you're holding on to things. And, and, and today, I would share with you is this, that today, Christ, through his blood, wants to bring assurance in your heart that you are a child of his, that you are in his kingdom, amen, that you are forgiving, amen. And it's all through the blood of Christ. Romans 10, verse 9 says this, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen. 
So if you're here today, I would encourage you. And, and, and this is, you know, and, and you know, you, you might, some might even say, well, you know, what, why are you even bringing this? Because we're in church. Well, how many, know, how many of you know here today that going to church doesn't make you any more of a Christian than going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger? Amen? How many know? That's not me. That's Keith Green said that years ago. But it's reality. You know, you know it's, it's reality. And if you're here today and you say, you know something, Pastor Bob, I, I want to I make sure. I want to confirm. I want to I know in my heart. I, wanna, I, wanna, I, want, I just want the security knowing that, that, that I'm gonna, today I'm going to make a commitment to Christ like I've never made before. And I'm going to trust him to the best of my ability for my future. And I'm going to surrender him on a daily basis. If that's your day, you say, you know something, I want to do that. Would you raise your hand if you're here? Amen. Thank you, some of my brothers here. Amen. All right. Thank you. All right. Keep, just Everybody pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your blood. I thank you that it's through your blood that I've been reconciled back to you. That is through your blood that I've been forgiven. Jesus, right now, I confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. And I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. Now, according to your word, I commit my whole life. I trust you for my whole future. And I'll choose to surrender to you on a daily basis in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. The last part of the altar call, and that's good news. Amen. Praise God for those that did pray that prayer. Amen. The, the, last, part, the last part of the, over, or the altar call is, is the, or the prayer time now is this. If you, like me, have blown your testimony. Let me, how many here have blown your testimony? Let me see your hands. Amen. All right. Well, I want to let you know something today that what First John says, that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Amen. So why don't we do this, that if you're here today and you feel, you know, you know something, I blew my testimony and, and I want to put it under the blood ratio and I want to pray for you right now. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, you see every hand that is raised up here today, Lord. And, Father, I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, you know the area in our life where we blew it, Lord God. You know the area where we blew our testimony, Lord God. And Father, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord God, as we confess that area to you, Lord God, and ask you for forgiveness, I thank you that you are faithful and just to forgive us of all, not just some, all unrighteousness, Lord God. So Father, right now, God, and I put that area, whatever it might have been, whether it's our attitudes, whether it's our anger, whether, whether it's something stupid we've done, Lord God, I plead the blood of Christ upon it. And I thank you, Lord God, for your blood. Lord, it's in the blood that we have power. Or it's through your blood, Lord God, that we have forgiveness, Lord God. It's through your blood, again, that we have that reconciliation back with the Father. So, Father, seal this, Lord God, as we go through this week. Help us be the testimonies that you've called us to be, Lord God. I pray that in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. And amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. One, before I give... Thank you, guys. You can have a seat. Thank you, Pastor Bob and the guys from Turning Point. Um, a couple things. If you, if the Lord put on your heart to support uh, Turning Point Ministries on a monthly basis, uh, we have these packets here. Uh, it will set up a reoccurring donation. Is that correct, Chris? Yeah, it's, all in, it's all in here. Um, again, they are uh, Reliance 
they live by faith. The ministry lives by faith. Uh, they take, um, they don't get any of that government funds, and Pastor Bob told you why. So this is a great opportunity if the Lord has put it on your heart. If you would like to make a one-time donation, we will gladly take that here this morning. You can put it in our joy box. If you're writing out a check, you can put a turning point in the memo line, or you can go on our website, and you can donate to, if you put it in the missions tab or the Hope Homes tab, we'll make sure that turning point gets all of those uh, those funds. And so uh, thank you guys. Thank you very much for the way that you have blessed us this morning, and uh, we, we bless you guys back. Uh, we know the road to recovery is not an easy one, but with Christ, all things will be possible for you in the future. Yeah. So uh, thank you again. I love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Peace.